You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, February the 28th, which means it's time for your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual is a feeling better, thank goodness, Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, good to be with you. Uh, I don't know if we're up to the challenge to possibly explain what's going to happen, because it's been chaos, needless to say, but uh, we'll give it, a, give it a whirl. Give it a roar. Hey, and uh, here we sit on Friday, February 28th. As far as I know, the PDAC conference is still going off this weekend in Toronto. It is the largest mining conference in North America. If you plan to attend, don't forget to stop by the Sprott Money booth, number IE3049. You get one of those little books when you walk through there, you'll be able to find us. We'll be selling precious metals right there on the site. Plus, Eric, Eric, that's you, will be presenting at 10 a.m. Toronto time on Sunday morning on how to build an investor toolkit. We hope everybody can stop by and see us. Um, Eric, you mentioned this, these are really uncharted waters. You know, it's not as if, you know, we can pull up the charts from 1918 and 1919 and go back and look and see how the markets traded through the Spanish flu. I, I don't know what other historical comp there is. Uh, you, ha- however, have a long history, a lot of experience traded through 1987, 2000, 2008. I'm sure you've got some wisdom to share with everybody. I'll just let you take it from there. Well, those certainly were scary times, as this should be a very scary time to most long investors. Uh, of those of 07, 08, 2000, and 1987, was the worst one, because it all happened in one day, and I very much can recall saying to my assistant, you know, if it stays like this, we'll be broke. Hmm. Well, that was about 10.30 on Tuesday morning. It crashed on Monday. And uh, that's when the market started to rally. But that was, I think we're at down 20% in a day, something like that. So that's hard to recover from. Um, although I wasn't too uh, offended by it because I could kind of see that NASDAQ was going to roll over. I was well prepared for it. Uh, and, of course, gold was bottoming then uh, in 00. So things kind of worked out okay there. 0708 was a little different, particularly for gold, because at first they beat up gold, which seemed very counterintuitive to me for a while. Uh, and then ultimately it got its legs and, of course, went up to 1900 uh, three years later. Um, and I think in these kind of environments, ultimately gold is going to be your winner. Uh, and we're seeing signs of that now with the markets down, whatever, down 10 or 12 or 15%, and gold's, you know, within spinning distance of a tie here. and Maybe it's down two or three percent for the average guy who's got come in in the last week, but it's it's held up very, very well relative to what we're all witnessing happening to everything else out there. So um, I still believe that uh, gold will prove its uh, metal in this uh, in this environment. Yeah, and that might be the best comp, I guess, is two thousand eight or nine because a lot of us are scratching our heads. You know, you watch what's the old. The old uh, pun or cliche is that throwing the baby out with the bathwater, right? Everything just gets liquidated. Yeah. But things eventually turned as things calmed down and and uh, Fed cash soaked in and and every you know all central banks were easing and things kind of lifted back higher. I wonder if we get to a a more stable area after this first wave of virus passes. Maybe things. I don't know. It's just it like I said before, Eric. It just seems like we're in uncharted waters. Yeah. Well. There's a lot of things to think about. And, of course, with the developments that are happening, 
It makes you think about new things. So, for example, one of the new things is, well, what about the margin calls here? What about mm-hmm. the levered players? I mean, these stocks are going down so fast. You know, the guys that are long, you know, where their business being long calls. Whoa, you know, hello. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty crazy. And, and this market, I mean, it's on a real, it's on a real dive here. And you get to some point where, you know, plus 15% down, you're going to have forced selling. So I wouldn't want to be trying to step in front of this. As we've explained here for about the last four or five weeks, uh, there can be disastrous effects from a world pandemic. And it does look like we're really, you know, set up for a world pandemic here. Uh, so the last thing you'll want to be doing is trying to catch a falling knife in my mind, okay? Just make sure with your margin, try to get off margin, uh, try to put a little cash away, make sure you own gold, things that can actually outperform the market. But uh, I wouldn't, I don't think it's a time for bravery here, stock market-wise. You know, there are other things to worry about, too. Uh, no question about that. Whether it's geopolitics, I'm, I'm sure you've noticed the situation that's going on in the Middle East as well. We've got a lot on our plates these days. And again, as you mentioned, um, this is a time maybe to sit back and watch rather than try to actively be trading. I, I'm sure you observed what happened to the mining shares yesterday as well. Um, it seems as if fundamentals don't matter in situations like this either. Well, they are stocks, unfortunately, first and foremost, and when you're in liquidation mode. Uh, of course, not that most stocks are winners, so they're all easy to sell, uh, but gold stocks are seem to be a favorite. Um, one thing that, uh, that we should talk about, I really want to update everybody on some of my thoughts on this coronavirus Please. And, uh, the, and the ineptitude of our the governing authorities. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm shocked at what's what's going on in the United States here. In terms of, you know, you had that first uh, local community uh, uh, infection, and uh, I think the the person went went to hospital on the 19th of February. Four days later, they sent the test to the CDC, and four days later, they get the results. So for eight days, they didn't even know. And I guess they didn't know there was a coronavirus going on. I mean, we should check this, you know. And right. then to find out that, that most states don't even have testing facilities. And then to find out that CDC tests are infective. And yet, the powers that be tell us we're ready. I don't think we're ready. And even the stories we're reading about the people that came back from Wuhan and, and, and the, the people that were treating them or marshalling them around weren't properly protected. Um, and the people from the Diamond Princess, like they're all horror stories, which are likely to, to lead to this pandemic that is going on. And of course, where it's going on, particularly South Korea, is just totally out of control. Um, Iran obviously was not reporting their cases when they should have been reporting. I mean, it, how many countries have had their first case that has come from Iran? There's about yeah. 10 countries just this week. Where somebody from Iran went to the country and had the virus, including Canada. Now, it wasn't our first case, but nonetheless, somebody from Iran did make it over here well after things had started. So it's, it's kind of out of control. Well, and that's obviously the issue. Um, it is out of control. It seems to be growing out of control, and no one really can, can measure the economic impact 
uh, of what is going to happen. You know, you mentioned the kind of inept response in the U.S. I wonder if, Eric, um, what steps do you think the central planners will attempt to take in the days ahead? I mean, do you expect just the liquidity floodgates to open? Well, that's an interesting question when I've thought about. And, of course, the question is, can actions in the financial arena or the fiscal arena affect the psyche during a pandemic? And I would kind of question that. I don't think that's the answer we're looking for, okay? What we want to know is we're going to be safe. We don't want to keep learning that the odds of some kind of economic meltdown are going up by the day. So I'm not so sure that, you know, if we found out that, you know, China was cutting rates or Japan was cutting rates, that, you know, we're all going to rush in and buy stocks Mm -hmm. as this epidemic is not under control. So I'm a little skeptical that that's the answer to this particular uh, situation here. And, And when it comes to the economy, one of the things that people should be aware of, do your own calculation of what GDP should decline by. If, as an example, in China, half a million people aren't working and the car sales are down 92 percent. And when some guy says, you know, China's GDP is going to go from six to four. I mean, you got to call them out on it. OK, we're not talking six to four here. We're talking six to minus yeah. 20 yeah. is what we're talking. That's what we're dealing with here. And of course, and it could all get jammed up because of the whole interrelationship of logistics and supply chains and all those things that uh, one thing causes another thing to not function properly. So the economic consequences are very, very unknown. But when you look at the worst-case situation, it could be incredibly dramatic to the downside. Unfortunately, it certainly is trending that way. Um, We know the stock market looks like it's going to sell off again today here in the U.S. Really one of the worst weeks, I think, on a percentage basis uh, perhaps we've had since 1929. I, look, I'm not trying to start a panic, but even I think even the CDC has come out and said, you know, it's time to start preparing, uh, which means having the uh, health care products that you'll need, having food supplies, water supplies, whatever, have a plan. Uh, I think all of those things are important to do. And it was very interesting when I on Zero Hedge today, they showed a picture of what was going on in Hawaii. Yeah. The stores were getting wiped out of goods. You know, like it can happen so fast. So you don't be the, don't be the last guy in the line here, or the last guy to figure it out. You try to take some measure of uh, responsibility towards a very strange and devastating event. You got to take a, a little bit of precaution. And yeah. yes, you know, when I think of the fact that maybe we should be talking about stocks, I'm thinking, well, man, the elephant in the room is the coronavirus. Okay. Right. And, uh, you know, could we care less, uh, you know, the McDonald mines had a great earnings report of it, you know, why did Kirkland Lake go down or any of those things? They just seem so trivial when you have a market collapsing, a stock market. I'm talking about a stock market now. That and between the health aspects and the economic aspects of this market going down, uh, everybody has to deal with that in some way. Yeah. Make sure you're prepared financially and make sure you're prepared on a personal level. Yes. And we did have a, a, a lengthy list uh, of names for this week. Some of them we've covered as recently last, as last week, like Jaguar, if you want to go back and listen to that. 
you mentioned McDonald Mines apparently had uh, fantastic uh, drill results, and and um, and that's you know worth noting. What I guess rather than try to go through some of these, because like you said, the elephant in his room is, I mean, the fundamentals don't really matter in a liquidation based on these kind of unprecedented events. Do you, does does someone? We'll just leave it at this. If you have your favorites, um, is it is it worthwhile to kind of pick a, a a low number and think, okay, I'll put in a you know a limit order way down below things and see if it fills, or is it really in your experience better just to let things short them sort themselves out? And then act, well, you know, once some stabilities come yeah. back. I mean, if, if somebody's a good trader, you can try to pick something off, okay? Um, I know for myself, I won't be in there. I won't be the guy who's, uh, who's necessarily going to stand in there and have bids in on all my favorite stocks. It, it's highly unlikely. Um, because, you know, everyone's taking a bit of a beating here. You don't want to step in there and make a, make a mistake on top of the, the current mistake. And then now you really got to do some fast moving so and i'm not a trader i'm a long-term holder i'm not going to be selling anything uh, although i maybe i would if i if, if i saw a bid for something and i knew that I, I could switch from one to the other i might do something like that but generally i'm not going to walk in there and uh, and and choose to sell something as i said two weeks ago i established some short positions on the s&p futures that have worked out very well and i still think there's a lot of vulnerability for that market so and most people don't feel comfortable putting on shorts but i've right. done that many, many times in my life and i don't feel uncomfortable doing it so um it's, it's just a tough time and and unfortunately it would appear that the leaders of most countries are bumbling fools right it's, they're just bumbling fools whether yeah. it was china initially or iran uh somehow something explodes in south korea don't ask me why now we got italy uh, Germany almost doubled their cases overnight. Uh, like, what's happening here? You know? Yeah. Well, there's, there's no control. And Eric, you think of the trend last year, and actually for the past decade of kind of civil unrest and people, <laughs> I mean, from Hong Kong, right, uh, uh, France, to you go around the globe. Um, a bungled response to all of this might only exacerbate that in the weeks to come, too. I, I'm not. I, I'm not hopeful. I'm not. I don't want to give anybody a suggestion. You got to race in here and you know grab some value. It could right. get a lot worse before it gets better. Right. And as we close, uh, it is now uh, New York Stock Exchange is going to open about 20 minutes. The S and P futures are down 57 points. Eric. Um, wow. Gold's about ten dollars off its low. Silver apparently is desperately trying to catch down to copper, uh, down another 60 at some odd cents. Um, look, it, it's going to be a very interesting time. There's not, and again, I almost hesitate to turn this into a commercial for precious metal, but um, they don't go away and they've retained their value not only as investments but as money for millennia. And so we'll wrap as we always do by pointing out that Sprott Money is where you want to go to add to your stack at what are now heavily discounted prices from even earlier this week. We've had our signature sale going on this entire month. It is about to end as the month is almost about to end. But there are 25 products currently on sale on the Sprott Money deals page. But really, only for the end of the month. So don't miss out on the final days or even just today of the Sprott signature sale. Visit the deals page at SprottMoney.com. Find some great products, including RCM 100-ounce silver bars. Of course, you can store metal with Sprott Money as well. Um, this is the time to be preparing for 
what is really the great unknown. Eric, didn't I just say this S&P futures were down 57? Now they're down 64. Um, we yeah. should probably wrap this up and get this posted. I, I wish you the best. I hope your speaking engagement yeah. at PDAC comes off just fine. And uh, stay healthy, my friend. Yeah, and I wish every all the listeners the best, too, in both markets and in life. And in life. Hopefully we'll uh, meet again next Friday and see where we are then. For now, though, Eric, I think we'll wrap up. I, I hope you're able to have a great weekend. Use your time wisely, obviously, to prepare for all of this unpredictable stuff. And we'll talk again Absolutely. next Friday. Okay, great. All the best to you. Bye for now. And from all of us at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. 